Welcome to episode 142 of Shanlin on Batman. I am your host, Justin Shanlin. We got Kyle Davis. Yo. So we actually had like an episode up last week. Like we were ready to drop it. And then Kyle's Kyle threw his uh, computer out the window. I, I think you ha- like you have a s- seven-story apartment complex that you just chucked it out of. True story. Smash the bits. Like I should have, I'm just, I should have Kyle story. Kyle messaged me. He's like, Justin. <laughs> I, he goes, have you ever seen this movie Office Space where they take that, you know, they go crazy on the printer? That's what I did on my computer. I was like, didn't you just, like, build your, your computer recently? He goes, yeah. I just wanted to give me I, – I just needed a reason to give myself a new one. I just want to see what happened. So, but in all reality, we had an episode ready for you to go, and then Kyle said something about his computer's files. Something happened, so – the short of it is the files are no longer able to be listened to. So like it was a good ass episode too. So it was, I'm sad. I'm really it's all sad. good. Like shit happened. So I think that's, isn't that like the first time that's ever happened to us? Like 141 episodes in, I don't think we've ever had an, I think we, like it came close to us losing one or two episodes, so but we've had episodes that have been recorded, but we decided not to release it for one or one reason or another. I think this is the first time we recorded an episode and then we weren't able to re-upload it because of technical issues. Yeah, like, the, it, like, like seriously, it was like, Kyle's like, hey, can't find it. I was like, what do you mean you can't find it? Where'd it go? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so it's all good. Shit happens. I'm not even mad. I was just, we were, we were on a roll there with getting episodes in and then. We tried, so, guys. We tried. So it just, everything. My birthday was last week and everything. So just, I just got busy for all of us again. So it happens. Our pre Halloween episode. So if you've not read the long Halloween, make sure you do that. I try to make the, I'm trying to make the long Halloween a yearly uh, or an annual uh, read. I'm a huge fan of it. One of my favorite comics, um, but I just haven't got around to it. So I'm going to try my goal tomorrow after school is to give that give that a read instead of handing out uh, kids candy. <laughs> so. That's, that's what I do as well. It sounds like a fun time. So, um, but yeah, a lot of lots to talk about um, tonight. So we're going to talk about the Riddler casting. We're going to talk about you know the Joker just eating up the box office. Uh, we're going to talk about the Green Lantern stuff. Uh, Greg Berlanti and HBO Max that kind of happened yesterday. No Snyder cut. Like I thought for sure we get some uh, Snyder cut stuff with this uh, HBO Max stuff. And you know we had Mark on what, a month ago, two months ago, where he said, you know, it would make sense for them to, as they're launching this HBO Max, to get subscribers, just throw the Snyder Cut stuff on there. So I was actually really surprised but that they didn't. Like, there's a perfect opportunity for them to throw that, uh, that movie on the HBO Max. You know, I would definitely for sure subscribe to that. You know, then Junkie XL yesterday said that his entire score for Justice League had been completed. Like, I... I you know, uh, I think someone told me a while ago that that had been done, and uh, 
one of these hopefully one of these days they drop that they drop that soundtrack i'm i'm a huge junkie xl fan i think mm-hmm. he did terminator dark fate so i'm just gonna i'm gonna try oh, to did he? Interesting. uh hit that uh score up here but yeah no no snyder cut stuff like i'm like aren't you a little surprised like here's a perfect opportunity for them to to mm-hmm. drop that fans are still clamoring for it so uh, i I, I know thing, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg's been actually they've been asking Jesse Eisenberg re- recently because he's been doing junket for uh, Zombieland Two, which is hysterical, hysterical. <laughs> so uh, the thing and, about that is it, it is kind of a double edged sword in a sense where it's like, yeah, if they if they did release that, they'd win some favor back for people. They they'd be able to essentially resell a product that people are wanting. So that would be nice, but at the same time, it would also be them admitting their defeat and possibly even stroking the fire, you know, stroking the fire a little bit more. Um, so you know, I can kind of see where they're coming from with that. Like, I mean, yeah, for, like for regardless, sure. like regardless of what they do, like they've already they've already messed up, so that's kind of hard for people to forget. I mean, but don't you think that? Uh... You know, with all the goodwill with Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, that, you know, you know, Birds of Prey comes out in February. You got Wonder Woman 1984 coming out 2020 as well. Do you think that, you know, three, four years after Justice League, you know, I I, I see where you're coming from for sure, because it's saying they're saying like, yeah, here's a a superior because here's a superior version of the film we didn't release in theaters. I'll just state for the record that I am in favor of them releasing it. I'm yeah, just kind so of trying. So. I'm just kind of in, trying to see why they wouldn't want to do it. I know, like if you say anything against the Snyder Cut, they like come and like I've had my run-ins with the Snyder Cut crowd. I, I feel like they tr- like, they mistreat people because some people are like, all right, there's like other things going on in the world, like and they like some of the some of the Snyder Cut people actually do some you know amazing things. They raise a lot of money for suicide awareness. I'm all good with that. I have no issues with that. But I've had a few run-ins with people on Twitter where. Like it just gets out of control. It's just like, look, dog, look, homie. Like <laughs> we're, I have no beef with you. Like we have no, we have no issue. But if we, if we put our collective minds to, uh, to use other elsewhere, you know, we could do a lot of better things. Like I'm all for the Snyder Cut release. We could be taking all this rage it. and hostility and turn it into something that's good for humanity. You know, make a longer lasting, you know, battery, you know, a longer lasting light bulb, solve, you know, poverty, world hunger. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for the Snyder Cut. I've, I, you know, 99% of the fans I've, you know, come across with the Snyder Cut have been nothing but, but those fringe on the, you know, that one percenter, it's like they, it's like flawless victory, like Mortal Kombat, you know, it's just <laughs> crazy. So, you know, right. I, it was a little surprising. You know, we got the Green Lantern Corps uh, HBO Max stuff that's supposed to be coming out. Didn't uh, they, expect that to happen. Yeah, like that, it's an interesting thing. Like they they uh, they're at a point where they were the, instead of playing catch up with Marvel, you know, because that's what they've been kind of doing. Like they don't have to do that right now, like because they're going to be both launching at the same time. They're going to be both doing kind of you know. Uh, they're big budget TV shows. You know, someone told me yesterday that they're looking at 10 to $15 million per episode for this green lantern core show. I mean, that'd hmm. be fucking, you know, that's a lot of fucking money, you know, that's, yeah, that's not know, small change by any means like 15 episodes hour long. 
you know, 10 million, that's 150 million right there. That's a right. lot of money not, right not there. Not many not many shows push that kind of budget. That that's like Game of Thrones kind of budget. So, I mean, that's a bit, what what do you been thought like I know this is Batman talking and everything and we're you know Green Lantern, but there has been like it was a weird day yesterday because they 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 decided not to go with uh Naomi Watts great Game of Thrones prequel, right? Like I'm I'm understanding that correct, right? Yeah, from what I uh am understanding there's they had multiple prequel series in development, but they like shelved the one, but they have the other one that's still going on. So like that that they're gonna be doing that. Sounds like they're just trying to refocus. They're trying to stay focused on a few th- one a fewer things and a greater number of things. So yeah, that Green Lantern Corps. Like I'm excited for it. I you know I hope what they do with this is they make they they make it uh like a Jessica Cruz version of it. Uh, you know as much as I'd love to see her in a, like a Green Lantern film, I would really love to see her kind of take uh i mean you have supergirl but i would really like to see uh her kind of introduce the world of green lantern i think it would be so interesting to see i've been i'm such a huge fan of hers in the comic uh you know i i did read her run of you know when when she was you know joining the the green lantern corps and all that stuff like i'm a huge fan of that i would like to see that or I'd like to see, you know, like a very, very, very like old Green Lantern type of move, uh, type of TV show. Okay. Uh, you know, well, who's the first Green Lantern? I always forget. It's not Hal Jordan. What's his name? I can never remember. Uh, um, it's, I can never remember who it is. I thought the it was first, Hal. like the like I the first like Jordan, actual. I, I, I the run. Let me see here. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I'm I'm too familiar with the the, the origins of. Green Lantern as a series. You know, that's, I'm just kind of glad that they're willing to do anything Green Lantern related, actually. I mean, we're still living in a world where the last big Green Lantern project was that, uh, was that one movie that we usually don't talk about. That nobody wants to talk about. Alan Scott, the Alan Scott. I think that'd be an interesting. Uh, okay. But you know, you could do a lot of things. You like, you could set that in like the 1940s. I don't. I just want. I don't want them. You. You know, as much as I would like to do, uh, you know, Jessica Cruz. I wouldn't mind seeing John Stewart lead the Green Lantern Corps. That would be super fucking. Cool. He, he is the one I want to see most for sure. So I'm a huge John Stewart fan. You know, like my my idea for a Green Lantern film was to have like Tom Cruise. You know, be Hal Jordan. And he kind of like gives up the ring to John Stewart. Like they work together, but he kind of like goes and does his own thing, kind of retires. You know, he can come back. Passing of the so, torch. Passing of the torch for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm super excited for the Green Lantern Corps. I was, you know, I was hoping to hear some more news. I was hoping to get some uh, Swamp Thing. You know, they got that got canceled. I know that they're bringing back Doom Patrol for no, for a season two, but like Swamp Thing definitely like. You know, from what I I saw, like three or four episodes of Swamp Thing, I was like, "Holy shit, this is really, really good!" Like, I'm I was pretty <laughs> impressed with the production values, the storytelling, all that stuff. So didn't, didn't, that was that was canceled before it even got released, didn't it? Like they did, I think they did. If I remember correctly, uh, I think like, it, they did. Like, they like finished three or four season episodes. one. Oh, they didn't finish like, the season. Okay. No, I think they I think they dropped like episodes three or four, and then like we're gonna cancel it. 
I can't like it's just so blurry for me because it all kind of happened so fast, and we're it's an onslaught of news all the time. So uh, I'd have to I have to look back at my timeline to see you know what the comings and the goings of Green Lantern Corps. So I'm not sorry I'm not I'm sorry not Green Lantern Corps but you know what I'm saying uh, Swamp Swamp Thing yeah. Swamp Thing so um. So I didn't see anything else. I know I know that the big thing that they're pushing with these HBO Max is they're going to have all the DC films. Uh, they're going to have the Joker at launch. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, the Joker's going to be on Blu-ray DVD here pretty soon anyway. So uh, I expect that to be... I don't... Can it, it's either going to come out at Christmas has, time or... Has this been something that's been... Has this been something that's been building up for a while, the whole HBO Max thing? Because it seemed like this just kind of came out of the blue. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. I was like, what no, happened? like they, they, I was like, what happened they, to DC Universe? Like, why is there this thing now? <laughs> well, well, they to Warner Brothers was was always pushing the HBO. They did their own streaming service mm-hmm. alongside with with the DC Universe app. Um, I wish they would get rid of the DC Universe app and just make it one thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but this this has been going on for some time. I think like the last year and a half where you, just, we would hear rumblings. Like just just release something Warner that's Brothers. like Warner Brothers All Access or something. Yeah, well, that's what it's, it's that's what's going to be. It's, so it's going to be HBO, so all your HBO shows. Okay. Plus all the Warner Brothers library. Okay. So Looney Tunes, all the DC films, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, uh, Watchmen, all that stuff. It's all it's going to be a one stop shop, but it's smart because you get people who are going to be part of the part of the buying thing is you're getting HBO as well. Does that make yeah, sense? That's a big plus for sure. So I mean, you're getting HBO plus the Warner Brothers Library plus DC films. You know. All that stuff. I'm excited. I got to figure out what I'm going to get rid of. Am I going to get rid of Hulu, Netflix for <laughs> Disney Plus? Like, I th- I think I want Disney Plus. But I, then again, I, because that- I actually I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat, too, where it's like, well, if I had to give up one of my current services, what would it be? It might actually be Netflix, actually. <laughs> like, like, outside like of the upcoming, uh, I'll say the Martin Scorsese film coming up. There's not a whole mm-hmm. lot that really interests me on Netflix at the moment. I mean, I still do The Office and Parks and Rec, but I just bought – I know that they're taking uh, – Netflix has lost the rights to uh, Parks and Rec and The Office. So I just actually purchased the entire series of The Office on Vudu. There you go. So V-U-D-U. I don't know if you have Vudu, but I love it. It's yep. amazing. Um, it's good service. Like that, to me, is like such a solid service. They, the movies that they have, like the free movies they have, like – 11 months out of the year are shit, but like they always have like those, they always have like the early access to like the other movies that like the newer releases. So it's such a great service. I love, you know, it's such a simple, simplistic app. I probably have like 80 films like on my voodoo app. I have Batman, the animated series, you know, after they did the Blu-ray launch. I think that's where almost all of my digital versions of the DC films are. Cause those are the, that's the code that came with all the, the Blu-rays. Right. Right. So, um, I know Batman Beyond. I like I I per, I pre-ordered Batman Beyond. It was supposed to be you know I was supposed to get it the other day, like Monday or Tuesday, but I'm not getting that till like November fourth or the eighth. I was like, come on, <laughs> oh, damn. What the? So 
But yeah, like I like I'm in that predicament. It's like, what am I going to get rid of? Obviously, I'm going to get rid of Hulu. But what am I adding? Am I gonna Am I gonna get rid of Netflix too for for Disney Plus? Because I know Disney Plus is gonna have ESPN. You know, it's just like, what am I gonna get rid of? Am I gonna get rid of my? Because I have HBO. No, I have AT and T now, so that's like the unplugged version of like cable. Mm-hmm. Am I just gonna get rid of that? <laughs> for you know, to the sit- world of streaming services, where instead of having a TV package for all these channels, now you're just paying for the individual channels. Out, out right, with right. premium so, services. So, <laughs> like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting rid of Hulu for sure. And now, am I going to get rid of Netflix? What are they going to have? Is straight like outside, like The Office and Parks and Rec? You know, they got some PBS stuff that I like. They got. The I mean, I guess, I guess the good thing to consider of all this is if you ever needed to, you could always just cancel a sub, or and then down the road maybe like resub for one month. Catch up on a series and then cancel the sub again. Right, right. You know, well, it'll be interesting to see what I, you know, you know, at first, you know, everyone thought that the HBO uh, streaming service is going to be like 18 bucks a month, 17.99. But I was like 14.99. I was like, you know, what? I can live with that. I can. That's, that's terrible. That, that's something I can get, you know, get behind. But I'm probably, you know. Once once HBO comes around, I'm going to check out the DC Plus app. You know, I don't really give a fuck about the Marvel films, but those older, you know, Disney Disney shows that I watch, um, some of the older Disney, you know, like they now they got the Simpsons, you know, yeah, that's, that's now they got Star Wars, you know, so it's just kind of like those are the things I'm thinking of and looking at and. It'll be interesting. You know, the streaming wars have almost begun. <laughs> the streaming wars so, have begun. They have. I mean, but if you look at it, the streaming wars have <laughs> essentially just it's basically you're paying for cable again. Right? Yeah. Because if you want all sometimes the, even more. Like if you want all of the streaming services, you're paying more than you would for cable. So like it's it's like what am I willing to get rid of? Like what am I willing to have? Like, I love college football. So right now, like, I would not get, you know, get rid of my AT&T Now app because I watch college football all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, one particular, like, I'm watching it, like, from 11 in the morning till, like, it's done Saturday. NFL football isn't as important to me. You know, I'm a huge college football fan, college basketball fan. So it's like, what am I, am I willing to keep that $50 plus, you know, streaming service? Kind of a thing, so. But with that being said, now that the ESPN app's coming out, you know, with Disney Plus, is that mm. something that I get, that I'm willing to get rid of? Like, like are you what? gonna be able to get all the stuff you want in it through that? Yeah, like, am I gonna get ESPN, ESPN two? You know, what college basketball am I gonna be able to watch? Because March Madness is CBS, so I'm not willing to get the CBS. It just everyone's <laughs> kind of like everyone's trying to get a piece of the CBS. pie. Yes, oh, that's. That's the app that you you get to watch Star Trek, <laughs> right? So, um, it'll be interesting to really see, to really look at, and see who kind of emerges as the top dog. Disney's going to be huge, but you know the HBO Max stuff. Like, let's be real; like they have there's, like there's well, a lot I of keep, good stuff in there, yeah, for sure. Like, I keep hearing that Watchmen is amazing. So, I I, I have been hearing that too. I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm gonna so, wait until like the whole series is out and then I'll, I'll catch up. 
we're gonna binge it right then and there. So, yeah. I mean, by the time the streaming service, the the Warner Brothers streaming service comes out, you know, I'm assuming that the, but like it's getting like 1.3, 1.5 million views every Sunday during football. Like that's pretty good, that, right, Kyle? That's good, yeah. <laughs> during like, football, I mean, granted, I wouldn't exactly pin pin like the kind of nerds that are into comic book properties as the same people that are into college football or other footballs, but you know, it, it's still pretty good. Those are good numbers. Well, what's interesting though, is Watchmen is such a niche, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I love, I like, I'm, and that's not like that. And I mean, no disrespect to Alan Moore's comic. And I mean, no disrespect whatsoever to Zack Snyder's film, because I think the Watchmen, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Watchmen is probably the most underrated, most faithful comic book adaptations ever to put, put to screen with Zack Snyder's version of that film. 100%. And it actually makes the original comic so much better. However, with that being said, you know, you're dealing with a overtly political thriller like Watchmen. Um, where there's talking big ideas, it's talking race, it's talking about politics, it's talking about poverty. You know, that's what Watchmen is. It's talking about nuclear disaster, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that doesn't always bring the most entertaining. You know, you know what I'm saying. Kind of like the Joker. The Joker is like this overtly um, violent. It's got a lot of messages behind it, but for whatever reason, the Joker has just really struck a chord. And it's had legs. And what a perfect segue, Kyle, to, you know, the Joker. Exactly. Yes. So I said, you know, uh, that I truly believe that the Joker would have legs, you know, just hearing, you know, I, hearing. I, I thought it'd do pretty good considering, you know, it's 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 a kind of like an artsy movie made on a small budget. But still, you know, I expected to make its budget back, make make a profit. I didn't expect it to come this far. Right, and it's still going. It's it's just it's one of those films that like it's it's so interesting because it's not a Marvel movie, and it's not set in like the DC universe. You know what I'm saying? It's its own. It's, it's not thing. set in the Marvel universe, and it's a DC movie that doesn't have Batman specifically in there. I mean, it has Bruce Wayne, but he's not. and it's R rated. It's R rated. There's not a there's not a lot of action in it. The budget was fifty five, so double that probably, um, you know, for marketing. So probably a hundred, hundred twenty five million total for that, and it's already made eight hundred fifty six point three million. It is now, as we speak, the highest grossing R rated film of all time. And I keep hearing that it's going to push a billion dollars, like it's going to do three hundred and anywhere from 305 to 325 domestically and a billion dollars at the worldwide box office without China, without China. Like I, you know, I knew it was going to have legs. I knew, you know, just, you know, from when, you know, I was hearing that the script was kind of being leaked out, you know, seeing a few pages here or there, not getting the whole thing. But, you know, hearing, you know, this and that and, you know, the interesting tidbits about Joaquin Phoenix, um, because I knew one or two people that was working that were working on the film, you know, how he kind of like threw himself into the role and, you know, uh, hearing, you know, what the over overarching story 
potentially could have been and what they're really going for. Um, you know, so and to kind of see where it's come out, you know, we're what four or five weeks into the Joker, and it just it just isn't going away. Like, wasn't it number like it? So it was out for it was yeah. number one for two weeks. Maleficent came out was number one, and then it's back to number one or number two. Uh, you know, it, it's still yeah, having top, the, it's still like top two despite the fact a couple of movies have come out since then. Yeah, you know, but, and that's like <laughs> I, I, I think. The combination of just being like a unique movie that not very many people in the public space get to see very often, a very, very smart, well done top release window. Uh, just all these factors have come together to create the perfect storm. Yeah. And I've been wanting to go see it for that second and third time. I just have not had the time, like getting to see it, you know, and, you know, it had so much grinding against it, you know, that you had, you know, People who were really dogging this film, like, why are they making the Joker? What about Jared Leto's Joker? What, you know, this isn't going to be part of the DC Cinematic Universe. You know, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. You know, Todd Phillips isn't, you know, you know, a guy to direct this film. It's going to be set in the 80s. It's not going to have any ties to anything. And then, you know, uh, the script kind of leaking out. People are getting their hands on it and really, really, really hating and dogging on it. Then, uh... Then you had the controversy right up to filming. You know, you had, you know, people were saying that it was going to spark mass shootings, that it was going to do this and that, that it was too violent, it was too dark. Uh, you know, you had, you know, that left and right wing media, you know, doing its thing. Mm -hmm. So it's for, you know, for all that it's had to hurdle over, what an accomplishment, what a cinematic experience that film was. It's so good. I love it. It's such a like it's a tough movie to kind of like it's not like it's not a popcorn film. It's kind of like it, mm. you, you don't feel good after the film. That, that's what I was saying uh, on one of the more recent episodes. I was like, it's a great movie. It, it accomplishes everything it wants to set out to do. I don't know if I want to watch it again, though, because it makes me feel like shit afterwards. And it's, <laughs> and it's not like it's that's not, not a, like that's a, not a negative. That, it, it does a really good job of what it wants to do. <laughs> Like, it definitely hit its stride, and it definitely did its thing, and, you know, I have my issues with it. I wish I would have seen more of the Joker. Um, so it's interesting. I just, I knew it would do legs. You know, I was talking to a few people who kind of, like, their job is to kind of track the film. And I kept on telling, I was like, look, I think this movie's going to have legs. With the controversy that's surrounding it, the Barbra Streisand effect is going to play a factor. Um, there's just so much... And people want people for one love the Joker. They keep hearing that Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. So there is a lot that people wanted to go see and wanted to experience all that stuff. So it's definitely am I surprised that what that it's doing? I thought it would do two hundred domestic and seven hundred, seven fifty um internationally. And that was with China. I didn't think, you know, I thought that China would at least put it out in a few Chinese markets, but I didn't think that they were going to ba essentially ban it from movie theaters uh, all throughout China. So, um, yeah, $856 million. I think, I think it's final run. I think it'll be, it'll either get like super, super close to a billion 
um, or it'll be, you know, or it'll push, or push over that billion dollar mark. I mean, but when we talked, I, we, you know, just when getting we to talk, where it's at right now, I thought that China money is super huge accomplishment. So, so good, good on them. But the question remains now is like, are they, is Warner Brothers seriously, seriously going to consider using this version? Well, not this version, but Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Because you really can't use, you know, this version. But they kind of played it, played to their strengths, so to speak, to allow him to kind of show up in the Batman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, like, it, like this Joker film kind of like does its own thing and can do its own thing. But the way that they kind of left the it, it was smart the way to they, it, they set up in the movie where it's like there's no real definite like time period where certain things where certain events are happening. There's no real definitive place where he ends up. I mean, he like he's in the 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 asylum at the end. But like, you know, right. Is he getting out or did he not? I guess we'll find out. I mean, if you took away that scene where the Joker meets uh, Bruce Wayne, like just cut that from the film entirely, like, like you could literally have him show up in Matt Reeves Gotham City. I mean, you can even retcon it in because the kind of the kind of the way that they made it seem is that this was all a manifestation. So you can pick and choose where his manifestations are. What's reality to Arthur Fleck or this Joker? What's what's not reality? Maybe him going to Wayne Manor, meeting Thomas Wayne, seeing Bruce, you know, maybe that was all, you know, a delusion for him. So they definitely made it to where if if they want to use this version of the Joker and Matt Reeves wants to use Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker, I don't know why you wouldn't because you already have the, the, the mass public like this version of the Joker. So you could literally bring Joaquin Phoenix, pluck him right out of this and put it right in that. And I know some people are like, no, you know, I, I kind of want this to be separate. And I totally understand that. Like I'm all good with that as well. Like if this is just a one and done thing, or, you know, Todd Phillips gets to make a sequel to this Joker where the Joker breaks out, all this other stuff. Um, I'm cool with that. Or if they pluck him right out of this film and pop him right into, uh, you know, Matt Reeves, the Batman. I'm cool with that as well. Like, there's so many options on the table. Like, what's the best one? Because right now, the flavor of the week is Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And they're going to be talking about this performance for some time. So, I did, I'm really, you know, as they're discussing what goes on, they're like, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, almost billion dollar domestic. Uh. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it really is. I think that the studio, from what my understanding is, the studio would be very happy. But it's at the end of the day, is this what Matt Reeves wants to do? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, maybe, may, yeah, maybe they do. So I don't know. Another great segue to Matt Reeves the Batman. There's been more casting news. I'm just like on it tonight, Kyle. You're on point. Like you, like usually we just kind of like throw things at the wall, see what sticks, kind of a thing. But like, um, so like Cassie knew. So Zazie, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Zazie Beats. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was cast as Catwoman. I think we talked about that, right? We were kind of deep diving on that during the last episode that people will unfortunately not get to hear. So we can we can go back over that if you'd like. Uh, I'm I'm for. I think that she like she is. 
definitely got the look, got the feel. She looks like she was taken right out of the year one comic, even though I know they're not adapting year one. This is going to be much more of a different vibe than that. It's going to feel more like Dark Victory than Long Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, Zero Year. So I'm a huge fan of Zoe Kravitz. I think she's gorgeous, super sexy, and she can act her ass off. And she's up and coming. So she can, you know, if, you know, if this, if this works out in her, you know, in her favor, maybe they spin this off into its own. Cause I know what they're it, like, I keep hearing what the plan, the current plan at the regime for Warner brothers is we're going to take, we're going to take a few characters, see what works. And then from those characters, we're going to spin those things off. But I know that they, what they want to do is really have this bat universe kind of set itself up. So, like, Shazam's going to be, like, its own, like, little universe. So you're going to have Shazam, you're going to have uh, Black Adam, then you're going to have Shazam 2. The Batman's going to do its own thing, so you can have Batman, and you're going to probably see Catwoman or, you know, these other characters, other villains show up in other things. Um, so it's going to be, like, their own corners of the DC universe. And I kind of talked about this before, like, Supergirl's, it sounds like Supergirl still – I don't know. Like we'll see what happens with Supergirl because I always get told differently. Like one person says Supergirl is definitely going to be the lead of this new uh, Superman. Like that will be the – Supergirl will re- kind of reboot Superman. Um, but then I hear like Superman is definitely off the table for a while and Supergirl might not happen. So I, like from my feeling, it seems like here's – we just want to see what works and then – branch off from there instead of us playing catch-up let's kind of do our thing so aquaman huge super success mm-hmm. they're gonna do aquaman 2 shazam modest success it sounds like they're gonna do black adam shazam and black adam show up to you know in a movie that's gonna be super successful so it sounds like i mean the rock just said on twitter instagram like a week or two ago that filming for shazam takes place in july so i'm looking forward to that like that is here they're so moving forward with that I know, some people try to, I know some people try to spin off Shazam as like some kind of failure, but it's definitely far from that. I mean, I mean, I think that the studio wanted it to do more money. Um, I mean, that's the case of every studio. I mean, I'm sure Disney is even looking at Endgame and like, this could have done better. Endgame could have done better. Come on. We're slacking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. You know, like that definitely you could make that argument, but it was a critical success. So, I mean... A very obscure character, you know, it's not like Shaz- it's not like Superman. You can't just put up, you know, the Shazam logo and be like, hey, there's Shazam. You're going to see Shazam this week? People are like, the fuck is Shazam? <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is Shazam? You we're mean Captain about Marvel? Shaquille O'Neal? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> you, you mean Captain Marvel? No, Shazam. Who the, who the fuck is Captain Marvel? Who the fuck, you know, like. <laughs> so, I mean, it just... It's just kind of like a wait and it's always a wait and see with DC. So, you know, you got Birds of Prey coming out. Like, what's going to happen with that? Is that, you know, Harley Quinn, Quinn's in that? You know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all interesting. So, um, but, you know, we got uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Huge fan. Thoughts on that, Kyle, before we jump into the other casting news? I am down for it. I, I'm not as familiar with her work as probably as some other people are. But I'm looking at her. I'm like, she can fit the part. Uh, she seems talented enough. I was looking at some of her roles. And I, I was, fu- <laughs> I did find it funny to find out after the fact that she actually had played Catwoman already. 
She was yeah, the voice she was of her Catwoman in like the Lego the, Batman movie. Yeah, Lego Batman. So she already has the experience of being Catwoman in a way, I guess. So I look forward to seeing what her live action version will be like. So she's clearly a fan of the character. Yeah. So, um, and then like we th- we thought Jonah Hill was going to be cast as Penguin or Riddler. <laughs> and then that kind of like fell apart. And then I was told that uh, Seth Rogen was actually up for like I was legit told Seth Rogen might come away with the penguin. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like I'm a, like say what you will about Seth Rogen. Go watch that Steve Jobs movie. And I tweeted like that night I'm tweeting. I'm watching Steve Jobs because I'm hearing he's going to be penguin. So I'm just like, yes, give me this. I'm so excited. Like Seth Rogen is so underrated. If you think that Seth Rogen is not a good actor, go watch that Steve Jobs movie. Fucking steals the movie. He's so good. He's so good as Steve Wozniak. Um. So and then like the Jonah Hill thing kind of fell apart because it sounded like jo- so. What I was told is that uh, Jonah wanted to be the Riddler. But Matt Reeves wanted him to be Penguin, and Jonah didn't want that, so it was kind of like a wait and see if that was because they wanted to work together. Okay, I see. So that so that didn't happen. But the guy that they have as Riddler, like I'm for it. Like definitely, I'm a huge fan of out of left field casting, and he is super out of left field. Didn't see that one coming. Paul Dano is Riddler. So say that again. He's done a bunch of indie movies. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's in like, you know, I don't think he's in like a a bunch of movies that have been just like big budget blockbuster films. You know what I'm saying? So, Uh, I mean, there's a couple here and there. I guess like some of the biggest movies he has appearances in, according to IMDb, are uh, Prisoners, Looper. uh, Oh, fuck that movie. Fuck Looper. (laughs) He was in Swiss Army Man. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen this. I don't know. He was in Cowboys and Aliens. I think that might be his biggest, his biggest film. Uh, there will be blood. I remember him from There Will Be Blood. I remember him from Little Miss Sunshine. So uh, he he has yeah, like, been in notable movies. So we'll say that. Yeah, he's you know he's definitely he he definitely has the acting chops for it. But he looks like the version of the Riddler I've always wanted to see you know what i'm saying he just has this very riddler to look to him so i like i like the, the little detail that he's actually called edward nashton in this version of the movie uh uh eddie edward uh i i tweeted that i i liked um oh fuck what is it see here what the fuck i'm actually looking for this right now what is his uh his that's because it's a weird spelling and i have to see it to spell it out but yeah like uh matt reeves tweeted like uh like who the character was gonna be and uh kyle just talk for a second uh as far as the the casting of that goes i again this is another case of work. I'm not really familiar with this guy's work too much besides what we just saw on IMDb. I'm like, okay, I've saw some of these movies, but like I can't really 
recall him in those movies specifically. So he must have been like a more minor character for the most part. So I'm excited to see what he can do, what he can accomplish as a person in a more prominent, more in more of a leading role kind of situation. Yeah, Edward Nostin. I've seen I've seen it spell, spelled a few different ways. So any N A U G H T O N N A S H T O N. Um, so it's, it hasn't always been Edward Nigma. So Matt Reeves tweeting like the like his original like last name is interesting because mm-hmm. as much as I love the Nigma last name, it's so on the nose with the it's, Riddler. It's a little on point. <laughs> yeah, like I'm all good with it. I'm like no issue with it whatsoever. Riddler is such an interesting character, one of my favorite characters. And as much as I love Jim Carrey in Batman Forever, you know, I thought that he he was actually one of the bright spots of that film. Uh, if you got rid of Two-Face in that film, I think that the film would have been so much better. However, with that being said, um, I do love Jim Carrey and what he did with that Riddler. But that's not the Riddler I wanted to see. Like, I, the mm-hmm. closest I've seen was in Zero Year and uh, the Batman the Animated Series where the Riddler, and to be specific, the episode, uh, If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich?, like if you haven't seen that film, definitely go and take a gander at that because that not that film, but that episode definitely take a gander at that because that's kind of like always he's always he's kind of always like half a step in front of Batman and Batman's able to kind of go through his clues and he does like interesting things. Um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely down for Paul Dano as the Riddler. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming lot of casting news coming so it just all depends on the timing but i'm definitely glad to see that the riddler was cast because i was kind of like all right who's gonna be the riddler who's gonna be the riddler what how is this gonna work how is this gonna happen because right for sure um the riddler plays very prominently in the script for the batman like he's definitely the main villain for sure 100 so and then the rest it makes all, me very excited here. I, I enjoy a good Riddler story. So this, this is exciting. So I think from what I was told a while back is that the Riddler is kind of like... I, w- I wouldn't say it's like an origin story for the Riddler, but the villains are already established. Like his rogues gallery, like Batman's rogues gallery. It's going to be Two-Face and every Harvey Dent. It's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, we're going to see Mad Hatter established. We're going to see Catwoman already established. Batman's established like two or three or four years into being Batman, but not like exactly at his prime. Uh, and like this Riddler kind of comes and who's like this new villain um, for, for Batman, you know, does that make sense? But I, I mean, that's saying. what I've been told though. Like that you have like all like, these established this villains. This takes and place kinda... before his prime, but he, it's still a little ways after like his beginning. So it's not like a year one situation a little bit after that no and i've always been i've always as much as i love the dark knight trilogy you know i always have wanted to see like batman fighting his fighting being in his prime and then fighting villains in their prime as well because he's always always gotten like here's the origin for penguin here's the origin (laughs) for riddler here's the origin for batman here's the origin every movie has an origin of some kind either it's batman's origin or it's the villain's origin yeah it's it's one or the other and you never get, you know, even with the Dark Knight, as great as the Dark Knight is, it's kind of like Joker, like Joker begins a little bit. 
because you get to see like a first appearance of the Joker fighting against a, a, like Batman six months into it. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you know we all know what happened with Heath Ledger dying, and then how that played a role in The Dark Knight Rises, and you know Batman is retired for eight years, but did he really retire because he was only Batman for like nine months? Is that really <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Right. But this one seems to be like, all right, he's not he's not a freshman in high school. He's like a sophomore or junior. So <laughs> by the time we get to the beginning of the Batman, he should already have more experience than the Batman from the entire Nolan trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of lines up. Uh, Paul Dano, looking forward to that. I keep hearing like we're going to be hearing. A lot of casting news very shortly. It's kind of like all like like these next two weeks. If we don't hear anything in within these next two weeks, we won't hear anything until uh, mid to end of January. Because once Mm. Thanksgiving hits, Hollywood is essentially a ghost town. So everyone kind of does their own thing until after the holiday. So like these next two weeks, I mean, it being Halloween tomorrow. Um, you know, I wouldn't be super surprised if we got some, um, some casting news. I mean, we still got to have the Penguin, still waiting on Alfred, um, Mad Hatter, uh, Firefly. So it's kind of like, we're kind of like waiting, waiting, waiting. Cause if we don't see anything like, like mid, like when, but hold up, when is Thanksgiving? Isn't Thanksgiving though at the end of the under the? It's like the like last, area. like last but, week in November. All right, so we might have two and a half, three, three and a half weeks. We have like at least we have at least three weeks, I'd say. So, but if we don't hear anything now, I do not suspect we'll hear anything until um, after Christmas. I mean, there's that week. There's like the first week or two of December. Like, because they're going to be doing that Wonder Woman stuff. They're going to be showing off that Wonder Woman stuff. I think maybe during that time and then right up before uh, Rise of Skywalker kind of, you know, comes out. You know, there might be some casting news in there, but that small window. But like once, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, like it's like a ghost town. So I'm hoping that they get the rest of the film cast or the major characters. The only one that I'm that I'm looking forward to hearing, the only three left, Alfred, Two-Face, Penguin. So... I mean, I'm glad, like, I'm super happy that we got our Catwoman. I'm super glad we got our Batman. Jeffrey Wright was just confirmed by Matt Reeves that uh, he is Alfred. Looking forward to that. Super excited for that. So I just want to see the rest of these characters, you know, be cast. So whether it's Seth Rogen as the Penguin or someone completely off the wall. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, it's kind of like in this lull time before. Um, before you know the holiday season, so right, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff could be coming our way. So, um, anything else that we need to uh, that we need to kind of like talk about, brush up on before we call episode one forty two? Put that in the can. Say so we we covered all the Green Lantern HBO stuff. We covered the casting. Has talk there been Joker. any? You talk Joker. Has there been any other recent Batman news? That- or DC related news? Not that I can think of. The only thing that's really coming out is like I'm just waiting for my copy of Batman Beyond on Blu-ray. So, or there you go. 
So waiting to watch, I'm waiting to binge that. Like I'm just waiting. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. So yeah, that's, I think that's it. Uh, you know, what usually happens is the, uh, the night before we do an episode, there is uh, casting. So maybe it'll be casting tomorrow. Um, but with that being said, uh, let's, let's wrap this baby up. So, uh, if you want to find us on the social media networks, you can find me at Batman Chandler. You can follow us on Chandler on Bat, and you can follow Kyle at Looting Kyle. I thought it was Looting Pennyworth, Penny Pennywise, or Pennyworth. <laughs> well, I guess if we're being technical, my Twitter name is Looting Pennywise right now, but the ad it's still Looting Kyle. Okay. Um, or whatever you want to call the ad. So. And then you can follow Tom at Batman Bay Slap. Uh, make sure that you are fo- uh, hit that like button on Facebook for uh, Shannon on Batman podcast. And uh, that is going to be it. Peace.